Okay, there's nothing wrong with saying let's go Brandon. That is if you're cheering on Brandon Brown. Now, ironically, Brandon Brown is from Virginia. He's a 28-year-old stock car racing driver. And some of you know the story about what has developed around his name, a euphemism that some call friendly fam, uh, <laughs> family-friendly because it keeps people from using uh, an expletive that ought not be used. Now, me, I'm not for... Uh, euphemisms, generally speaking, when you are actually cursing but not cursing. So, you know, everybody knows what you're saying, but you're not saying it, so therefore it's okay. No, I don't, I don't think so. And I understand the sentiment that people are unhappy with the current resident. Uh, I am extremely um, livid about everything that has occurred. But the reason I entitled this, Brandon, was just to get your attention. Um, obviously, we're talking about Biden and uh, Joe Biden, the resident in the Oval Office at this point in time. There is a disturbing thing that is going on, and I want to read something to you. And stay with me. I think you'll understand what I'm saying and where I'm coming from, especially if you're a Christian. Because I do think Christians have a higher standard from which they are to operate. And I'm seeing something that's very disturbing. So I'm going to read first in Titus 3.1. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, Paul writes to Titus, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. And I could go on, and maybe I will read some more in a minute, but the point I want to bring out is to speak evil of no one. Now, I want to start out with some qualifiers for what I'm saying, because a lot of people read this, and they think that they cannot speak truth about other people. For instance, evil people or demonically driven people, demonized people. Um, Do you know you can't demonize a demon? A demon is already a demon. An evil person is already an evil person. So speaking truth about a person, you know, with the virtue of speaking the truth in love or using a certain amount of taste or tact or diplomacy or using discretion in one's expression. Say that with me, using discretion in one's expression. I think there is room for the Christian to speak truth and to have a certain amount of respect for human dignity. Now, I understand there's sarcasm. There's room for sarcasm. The Bible has sarcasm all through it. There's sarcasm used by many. Uh, I think you would find even Jesus used sarcasm. There is a place, I guess, for satire and um, even being facetious. There's There's a place for all these manners of speaking and presenting certain 
facts in order to make a point. But I also think there's a fine line between what I am mentioning here and completely disrespecting human dignity. Okay? Now, let me see if I can tell you what I mean. Right now, as much as I am completely uh, opposed to everything that's happened that's brought Joe Biden into the place that he is in currently, and I don't think he'll remain in very much longer, I am also against elder abuse, which I think Jill Biden has been complicit in from the get-go. The Democratic Party is complicit in. They knew they could control Joe Biden to set forward their agenda. So Joe Biden seems to be exemplifying symptoms and indications of senility, dementia, and maybe even to Alzheimer's. Now, this has been an accusation for months, if not years, but it seems to be getting worse, and it's not just a one-sided. It seems to be a very broadly held perspective about his ability to uh, speak in public, to address questions without a teleprompter, even with a teleprompter for that matter, to uh, say things that make absolutely no sense. Gaffes are one thing. Everybody that speaks in public will misspeak from time to time. And sometimes it's funny after the fact. I mean, or it's embarrassing when you find out what you said and you didn't realize you said it. You didn't intend to say it, maybe, but you said it because you made a gaffe. And people make gaffes. Of course, he's known as the gaffe machine. He's been known as that for probably years but now it's not just gaffes. It's not just misspeaking. It's just um, not even remembering and, and staying on a train of thought or speaking truth and realizing you're speaking the truth. Because they promoted him to his place and set him in place by fraud so they could control him and set forward their agenda. And Jill Biden's complicit in that. And it's getting worse with the euphemism I mentioned above. That's just one thing. Now this accusation that he apparently had a bodily accident while in the company of the Pope and the explanation that that's the reason why that they barred the media from that one-on-one with the Pope that lasted, I think, well over an hour, maybe an hour and a half, I guess, so they could take care of him and and restore his dignity, so to speak. And I think there's something to be said for uh, human dignity and re- and respecting elders. I see so many elders going through um, terrible situations physically, and some even good people that have uh, had a problem with dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, I hate it. I hate it with a passion, and I believe there's an answer for it. I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't believe it's God's will for a person to have to go through that. I, I certainly don't believe God did it, um, you know, takes away someone's dignity. And so without discussing how that can even be a truth in the human plight, um, and I do believe there's a resolution, it could be 
some of it could be preventative uh, if we were informed. You know, when I say we, I mean the, the persons that have that issue come up. But then some of it maybe could be cured. Maybe there's a cure that's uh, coming around to bend. But we know there's the miraculous. So anyway, I'm kind of getting off on that. But to, uh, you know, to, to put it in perspective, Joe Biden himself is complicit. So he has enough cognitive ability to say, you know what? I'm failing here. I do not need to be in this position. I refuse to accept this. And he could, he could resign. He could even resign. You know, that's a possibility. Uh, there's a number of possibilities that will bring a finality to this situation. That's one of them. But will he? And why hasn't he? Why did he accept it in the first place? So I'm not saying he's without culpability because he certainly is. And therefore, he, had, he is, a, you know, as a target, as a public figure, he set himself up for ridicule. He set himself up for criticism. He set himself up uh, to be mocked and scoffed at. But I, I, I think, though, that there is a place for the Christian to say, wait a minute, you know, I, am, I can use some sarcasm. I can use some criticism. I can't make somebody evil that's already evil. They're already evil. I can say that's evil or he's evilly motivated. Or that's a demonic deception. I can, I can say that. And then there's things that are funny, you know. You laugh to keep from crying. If something happens unexpectedly that is part of the human um, plight of the day, you know, uh, sometimes we laugh. We laugh. But to, to just ridicule somebody mercilessly, I'm not sure that accomplishes a whole lot. So the Bible says here to speak evil of no one. Hmm, wonder how many people that leaves that we can speak evil of. And when I say speak evil, I think that means, uh, I think the Bible means here, don't lie about people. Don't uh, overly, uh, you know, uh, don't be overly critical of them. Um, don't demonize somebody that's not a demon. Don't make somebody evil that's not an evil. Maybe they just made a mistake. And I'm not saying Biden did, not at all. But I'm saying there is a line here that we need to be cautious about crossing because what it does, it puts us in the wrong position. And I please understand, I'm not saying accept what's going on at all. I'm trying to give you some perspective here, and I believe the Bible gives it to us. It says in verse 3, chapter 3 of Titus, For we ourselves were once foolish, <laughs> disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions, and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hating, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, when He poured out on us, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you 
to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people, but avoid foolish controversies. So you have to decide, you know, is this controversy, this discussion, is this argument, is this dialogue worthwhile? Or do I need to bring an end to this particular conversation? You know, those are things we have to decide pretty regularly nowadays. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they, we're talking about the Torah here now, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful and he is self-condemned. Now, we meander a little bit in and out of public behavior and behavior within the church within this uh, pericope of information here in chapter 3. But I just want to drive home the point that I see some pictures. um, I know satire is out there and people use hyperbole. And I, I just see some pictures. I'm going, you know what? You can speak truth without this kind of undignified behavior on your part. So, you know, I I guess we could all go around saying, okay, quit that, quit saying that, because you just crossed the line. And that's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying that each of us individually have to have a certain conviction that we're going to behave ourselves as Christians so that when people jump up and start saying, cheering on Brandon, but they're not, or uh, using, actually using the F word. Christians today will actually use obscenities and say it's okay in certain contexts. Of course, they say pretty much everything's okay in certain contexts, you know, all the way from fornication to drinking alcohol to taking certain drugs, uh, illegal and legal, you know, abusing legal drugs. So see, I'm bringing up a lot of things here, but my point is, I just don't think, I saw, okay, I'll give you this and and you'll get my point. I saw a picture, I don't, it had to be, somebody had to Photoshop it, of Joe Biden going up the ramp into an airplane, I believe it was, red carpet. And all along the way, there's poop. I just don't think that's necessary. Um, I've seen a lot of memes and pictures lately to mock this apparent uh, rumor that, well, it's not an apparent rumor. It's a rumor. I guess it happened. Some unfortunate bodily uh, situation occurred, him as being an elder person and having problem failing in certain areas of his mental capacity and and biological uh, metabolism and so forth in the presence of the Pope. So now there's hashtags, there's all kinds of things. And I just think, okay, if that happened, apparently it did because nobody's denying it. We'll see what happens. But is that, how far do we go in talking about that? Do we just mock a person who is aging because we can. Uh, it's one thing to have a temporary laugh or uh, 
an immediate response of, are you kidding? Or, or, you know, you get tickled and you laugh. It's another thing to continue to uh, smear a person. And like I said, he's not without culpability, but as a human being, and that's another thing, people start talking about people not being human. And, and I know there's the whole discussion of the hybrid and the Nephilim today. So I, I won't leave that out of what's going on in the world in the end time as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. I get all of that. All those points are room for discussion. There is room for discussion. But if I read this scripture here, it tells us that we should be sober and not just uh, just because the crowd reacts a certain way, many of whom are not Christians, then all of a sudden we feel justified to act that way too. So I just think there's a certain um, motivation of the Christian that should continue. It's, it's really, it's the fruit of the Spirit is what it is. So I'm not trying to get you to be judgmental of me or I'm not being judgmental of you or we're not to be going around saying, okay, okay, you can't say that, you can't say that. Uh, but I think that personally we need to have this conviction and corporately then we will have a collective um, reputation and appearance of being distinct from that of the world. I hope this has helped you as I have entitled this, Brandon, because there's nothing wrong with Brandon Brown. He's a, well, I mean, I don't know him personally, but probably a fine fella, a race car driver. And there's a whole lot of good Brandons that I know. So, yeah, if you're a Brandon and you're listening to this, I know a few. we got some one or two in our church, I think, and uh, they're great people. And uh, I just, you know, the name has become euphemistic and as my name has and other people's names for various reasons um, in one context or another. Not my personal name, but the, the name that I have has been used euphemistically. And, and you know, this is, this is the human way of speaking, their jargon. So let's just let a little seasoning be in our, our taste and we can continue to take a stalwart stand. This is not compromise at all. It's just understanding what speaking the truth in love is and learning to respect human dignity even if a person is unsaved and, uh, you know, not on the winning side. But we have seen that Jesus loved human beings and he came and died for us that we might be saved. So hopefully this helps you put everything in perspective as a Christian. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to have love for human beings. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Help us to have that love for others. But this doesn't mean, Lord, that we compromise. And sometimes we get confused. We confuse ourselves. How can I speak vehemently against something and still uh, have that motivation of love. And I think we have to come to understand it's a biblical, Holy Spirit-led conversation and behavior. It doesn't always equate to our emotions. 
and uh, but it does equate to our conviction about scriptural truth. Help us to have that conviction and that outworking of our salvation as we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to The Prophetic Angle.